0: So we were just talking about martial arts and perhaps that was the basis for starting what has become to be Jim Jones. Is that fair?
1: Yeah. And I think there were space. there were a couple climber, there's a climber or two locally. Um we did a lot of our experimentation yeah. on the guys I was training jujitsu with with really, really good results. And then it kind of went from there.
2: So was that using, sorry, using jujitsu as a form of training for a different discipline?
1: Using jujitsu and competition as a, you know, solve for X, and X is a jujitsu tournament, or being able to train, you know, 12 hours a week without getting hurt or or. You know, destroyed. Yeah. So I'll just say, sulfur X X was jujitsu at that time, and it it evolved, obviously, thank God. And now it is. We're still focused on the individual's objective. I think we've just gotten a lot smarter about how to train for that.
0: Because was that twenty years? Twenty years.
1: At at least
0: yeah so there's a lot of learning in that time isn't it to get to where you are now
1: a lot of learning
0: which means there's been a lot of discarding sifting through the crud and then pulling out the pieces of gold that have come up during that time
1: yeah gold and diamonds and letting letting all the other stuff that comes from mining um just despair yeah and poison someone else's water
0: <laughs> <laughs> indeed yeah they're, call they're
1: sp- tailings in the in the in the in the mining industry yeah the, and they've that, gone on to spread their things the stuff <laughs> <laughs> never thought of it that way but
2: it works as an analogy doesn't yeah.
1: it yeah it does
2: and and it's it's that waste product is still being presented by some people as the gold. holy grail and the panacea as and gold. The gold yeah yeah fools gold maybe
1: yeah i i look at it as as a veneer that but you know what there's no shortage of people who want that because there's a lot of that out there and yes. i think you guys i'm you know you guys know that there's a lot of that out there
0: for sure I think it's really interesting to see where time takes things and the polish that comes with it and being able to reflect on what's been useful and not been useful and then surviving what's not been useful and I think it's it reflects itself in life as well as in Businesses in training, you know, if you stay around long enough, you'll know the things that drag you down and you know the things that pull you up. Yeah. And then it's just being mindful of what's coming towards you. So you pick the right things.
1: Yeah. And the older you get, the quicker you you can assess those things and accept them or avoid them like the plague. Yeah. And now it just happens at a much faster Rate.
0: Oh, uh, the bullshit radar gets very fine tuned.
1: <laughs> well, and we just have access. I'm sure it's always been there. We just we're just inundated by it now. <laughs> we we kind of choose to be. We don't have to look at Instagram, but we do. Yeah. Because it's I almost, think... it, 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 it's rewarding t- to know the difference and to know, for me anyway, I know I'm making the right decisions.
0: Hmm. It's a tool and it should be used yeah. as a tool.
1: Yeah. It's a tool for tools.
2: <laughs>
1: How many hours a day do you guys spend on Instagram?
2: I haven't opened the app today and it's 8.30 um... p.m.
1: Do you do you keep that app off your phone, or do you like? Do you have goals for your, for yourself, and um, for how long, how many hours you don't spend on it, or you just don't like it?
2: No. I, do you know what? For, for me, I it, it varies. So for me, I don't use it as a guide. So I don't use the content on there I see as a guide to how I live my life and what I do from like a health and fitness point of view. Yeah. Although I will say some of the people I am now in contact with have come directly from that.: Yeah. If that makes sense. But: Yeah, same, with, con- same
1: with same with me, same here. Yeah. I've met some phenomenal people on through that yeah. app.
2: Yeah, but then the contact, almost. Sometimes it still goes through that mechanism through that um, app, but often it's not. Often it then goes through something else like WhatsApp or um, just direct messaging through um, iMessage or something like that. So, I <laughs> it's a funny one because I don't really want. In Paul can. Um, say as well, but I don't really want this to be about influencers and all the the shit (laughs) that is online and and, and on the apps because there is a lot and I think we we all know that and I, I think we're all very good at filtering that out and using it in a way that is mainly going to be beneficial that's, that's the way I sit and that's the way I use it. But it goes back to what Paul said, yeah. which is there's a tool there. And the analogy I always think of is if you've got a spanner and you're trying to sc- tighten a screw with the spanner, it's not going to work. So you have to use the correct tool to what you want to achieve so it's, it's like any tool use it in the right way and it'll work use it in the wrong way and you'll just be in a whole world of mess
1: yeah
0: yeah I'm the same I mean I probably look at it a bit more than Sean does but it's it's more a way of communicating but I'm pretty good at just kind of sifting through shit and not looking at stuff I'd rather have a conversation with someone I, I don't mind text messaging but I'm a bugger for phoning people I'm not person that would rather have a conversation and I think that probably comes quite nicely into the development of the seminars that you had through Jim Jones and being able to bring people in to have conversations because I would imagine that that petri dish or petri dish depending on which side of the Atlantic you were um, was a real rich environment for sharing ideas throughout and that refinement and I wonder if you see cycles of things, just like in healthcare where I work, you kind of see cycles of ideas coming through. Do you see that in discussions and the seminars that you have through Jim Jones?
1: Oh, for sure. We still do. Yeah. Or the discussions that come after any workout during the day. It's not so much during that workout. It's what we can sit around and talk about afterwards. I work with a lot of first responders And it's nice for those guys to have a place to talk about the hideous calls they had the night before. And I have one guy who's a third-year medical student, one um, doctor of psychiatry, several uh, medics, firefighters. It's really nice for those guys to have a place to talk. They're not going to go to their you know there there's there are places you know within their within their stations and within their their organizations where that therapy is available to them but i think what jim jones has for them once they train hard together it kind of opens up those conduits and that's where, but that's where they talk. That's where things get sorted out, whether it's for their workday or how we can better physically prepare them for their workday. Hmm. You know, so their their job is it's four days on, three days off. If they have four hideous days in a row, we've got to adjust their training. So that's really important to me. That group of individuals in the military, folks, that 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 group is very important to me.
2: So, do you think? They are reluctant to open up before they've done something difficult from a physical point of view. Do you think that the I, the, the,
1: I think it's easier for people to what you know, once you open them up like that, I think it's it's a lot easier. You don't really have you don't really have a lot left to keep it shut down. I mean, it's a very liberating experience to be able to just. Like all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I think physical activity is a really good, a really good tool to dig in that.
0: It's, um, it's a catalyst, isn't it? To a conversation. It, it, it yeah. breaks down the barriers. And I think to come to Sean's point about are those people not in the service for them to go and talk to? I think think you have a certain mindset. You then want to speak to people with a similar mindset. So if you're happy to end it in a workout, in a physical effort, not everybody gets that. So you can go and talk to a psychologist, but actually if they've never experienced that, they won't get where you're coming from. And I think it does change your viewpoint on things, it, it's, it can be transformative. And I think when that happens and you're in stress, high stress environments, how you react and respond becomes different to people who don't experience that. You know, it might be someone else. It's its hours of piano playing and therefore they need to speak to someone that has a similar interest. But I think those people that group together with the physical like them to exp- to explore post the physical it
1: just
0: opens the door
1: yeah I have a hard time taking um criticism from or be supported by a person who has not done the things that I have done and continue to do Mm. I know that they do their best and I appreciate that but I need to be around people who whose experiences are similar and, and medical school or the school that, you know, getting your degree in social work, that's no offense to them, but I, I need more than that before I can talk about it.
0: There's, there's book I experience. Kind of like to
1: work alongside people to get that out instead of sitting in a, sitting in a, I've seen, I've had my share of therapists. I don't, I don't really do well with that talk therapy. I think I entertain them more than they help me. <laughs> Former boyfriend of mine said, he said, I think you just get, you're paying to entertain them and you should stop. And I don't think you were wrong.
0: Do you find you're much more a kinetic person than in that respect?
1: Oh yeah. It's yeah. the doing. It's the doing. The talking modality for anything just isn't, doesn't really do it for me i have to experience something with someone
0: so actually doing a hard days graft whether that's because um, you do some work with horse for heroes as well don't you yes so, so whether it's doing i don't know um ranch work and driving cattle i would imagine the conversations that come out whilst you're doing that are far more therapeutic to sitting down in a therapist's room.
1: Yeah. No one's, I don't, I, well, I'm not going to say no one, but I just, I just think that getting outside or getting out of, it, it just, it opens your brain up and hard work I mean, I am a laborer. I love it. I have a huge yard. I love working on it. I love growing my own food. I love learning how to hunt my own food. I just it every it just tastes better. Everything just tastes better.
0: Sean has an allotment, so he he'll completely agree with that in terms of the food. Yeah. There is something nice about pulling up your carrots or tomatoes and pick it and then just put them straight in the kitchen
1: you yeah know, one it... person has one person has touched my food and yeah. I, I can't i don't care if you're spending whatever people are spending now at whole foods for organic food but that's a lot of people have touched that organic piece of food before you've cooked all the whatever is left and put it on a plate there's not much left it sits on trucks, it is, you know, it just there's not much left of your organic food once it once it gets to your table. Yeah, and
2: I think I think that is a good point that Paul mentioned there, just to throw me under the bus there. Um I am in no way an expert on any kind of self-sustaining <laughs> living. Um I have for the last few years grown potatoes tomatoes greens broccoli things like that no, nothing nothing mad we we don't have um, we don't shoot our own, uh, our, own our own meat <laughs> we we can't profess to be able to do that but
1: well you guys did that a while ago and now you've killed all that. there you don't have a lot you don't exactly, have yeah. a lot to yeah. kill anymore yeah. so.
2: our, our country is empty now yeah absolutely
1: yeah.
2: um but i think there's more to it than just the food side of it, there's the spiritual yeah. side, there's the physical Absolutely. side there's yeah. I mean if you've spent a day digging soil in order to cultivate crops, and this time of year in this, in, in this country is prep work, so right. we're down there we're, we're digging it's the, the, the mm-hmm. we've had some um, really cool weather of late but The last few weeks, it's been soft enough to turn over the soil, and we've literally dug all the plots over, starting to prepare. It's hard work, and it's it like for someone who does, dare we say it in this conversation, um, regular crossfit workouts, um, it's hard work, and you feel you feel beat up by it. You can feel I I can feel my back and my lats and upper. Traps. Shoulders and traps, yeah. More by digging over a few plots than I do from doing a short, intense workout. Yeah, but don't you For find sure. after a day in the garden doing that,
0: there is a sense of calmness in the evening. You sleep better. You can look yeah. out on what you've done and have that satisfaction.
1: I, I just I stare at my yard. I just stare yeah, at it.
0: I find it really grounding. Yeah, it is. Just ironic because you're in the ground.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. Very much so. And I'm going to take it back into the gym now. So with the guys, and and when we spoke before, you said, you know, actually you turn the lights off, you dim things down, and you let them just kind of breathe. And it's almost letting the wine breathe after it's been poured. To go into those conversations, it's – it's never just been about the physical has it with Jim Jones it's it's Definitely been not. about the holistic thing the, the, the mm-hmm. physical the mental the spiritual wherever you want to go to get to the a better life performance shall we say is that fair
1: yeah very fair yeah yeah we keep the mysticism thing out that people are really starting to kind of get into now but the the psychological piece has always been
0: there. Always. And was that always something that was intentional right from the start? Yes. And how how did you facilitate it? And do you still facilitate it in the same way? Or has that changed? Do you prod in different ways? I guess you need a fair amount of emotional intelligence to know who to do want to
1: you have to have way beyond fair amount of it Mm. you really have to appreciate how other people learn um how much they're willing to accept when you push when you pull you have to it's why there will never be great crowds of people in there i never want that um I like to open up to oh open up to, open it up to people who are who are willing and interested, but it I want there to be enough room in that space where we can really focus on what people require. And the whole just come and suffer thing is is I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. Like that so, whole suffering thing has gone by wayside.
0: Self flagellation yeah. isn't it? Really? Do you get well, people who? Yeah, come it's in not.
1: Jim Jones is not a circle jerk, and I think it was. It just it isn't. No one has time for that. No. Everybody. Yeah, everybody has their their lives to live, and everybody has their urgencies and the whole. You know that whole self-inflicted suffering camp is—I'm not into it. Like, there's there's real suffering going on. Yeah, I I am I'm not gonna you know maintain the gulag of all things (laughs) suffering and getting strong. I just I think it defeats the whole purpose. I think you got. Yeah, I think you need to find joy in every fucking thing you do or make some changes. Uh,
2: anger not, can start that, a fire. That's
1: not suffering. Rolling in with your whatever shoes and your whatever like it's not that's not suffering. It's not suffering.
2: No. I love it. <laughs> I, I
0: was gonna say anger can start a fire, but actually happiness will cat will burn that with flame far longer than anger or suffering ever will.
1: So that's actually right. you can
0: find joy in what you're doing it becomes much easier
1: yeah i I think in that analogy suffering is the lighter fluid that dies off that burns off so fast you know doesn't really keep the fire burning no but there there is i have been to places in the world where there is suffering if you can go to a gym and you may not have a water cooler but if you can drink the water out of that faucet you're not suffering
2: yeah yeah and I don't I don't know if it was in our, our previous unrecorded conversation, but um I think it was said that if you were able to go to a gym and pay yeah. to have someone give you a workout and coach you through that workout, that's yeah. not suffering.
1: It's not suffering, <laughs> it's work. being coached. It's, it's yeah, it's work. testing your limits, yeah. it's
2: yeah.
1: all sorts of other things, but it is not yeah. suffering.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you find with some clients, patrons, members that come in, you almost, if they come in with that kind of mindset, you almost have to turn them away. A bit like when you're breaking in a horse, you turn them away for a year before you bring them back in. Do you have to do that with some people
2: to kind of make them go away and realise what's going on? Sorry to jump in here. That's exactly what I was going to ask before in okay. terms of people coming mm. in expecting a certain thing because they've heard <laughs> certain things about the approach and I'm going to come in here and I'm going to suffer, but I'm going to come out the other end much better.
1: Well, you know, that's like if an individual just comes in there to suffer, I mean, that's up to them, but like, it's just not, they know it's just not sustainable. Um. And the men and women who have been in and out of that place and really do have suffered. um, Like it's, I think it's insulting, honestly, but the people who come and it's very, it's self-editing. It's self-editing. People will come for a few weeks. They realize it's not for them. They'll try something else and they'll come back again with a different sort of understanding about what they really want for themselves because I I demand people tell me what their objectives are I don't care how vain or how profound they are but you really have to have an objective and they're they're really afraid they're really afraid to talk about that some people and that kind of personality doesn't really fit in there maybe they'll go back and think about it and try again but Yeah, that place self-edits and the group of people who are there now, the people who are there to train, I encourage those that we have brought up, those who've been through the seminar program, they run the groups now. I take pictures and I help them, but I'm, I am obsessed with creating leaders and not followers. I am obsessed with creating leaders. because the whole follower touched the shroud individual just. I can't, what happens
0: during I can't. the seminars? Are you able to, what happens during the um, the seminars? Are you able to kind of give a bit of light into that?
1: Um, we've got a tactical seminar. We've got uh, fundamentals an intermediate and the advanced seminar. And then it, it's obvious where that process goes. Um, They, people that come to the seminars typically have a pretty good foundation of strength and conditioning, and they know what they're getting into. And we have programming to, to support folks who really, they're scared about coming. So we have created several different programs so that when people come, they're not just freaked out for that first day they're there because that's just kind of a waste of time. They come in, they feel like they've been participating. That place is weird when people walk through the doors. You can always tell a martial artist because they will just stand there and they'll want to pay respects because it's it feels that way. And you can always tell when a martial artist walks in, he kind of wants to like bow to the bow to the gym, which is kind of neat. It's really neat, actually. There's a there's there is a tremendous amount of respect that kind of went away with a couple different players because those people wanted them to be the be the ones respected, not the place itself. So if I can and if I can bring up a difference between, you know, in these decades, it's is that it, the place itself demands respect, not any one individual. And that's taken some time, mm. that's taken some time. But
0: time worth spending together.
1: Oh yeah, sure. yeah, a lot of time and a lot of money and yeah. a lot of patience.
2: Patience. Yeah. I, th- I think that. Which um, is
1: not my best look. I've worked on, I've had to work on that.
2: <laughs> but then. Well, that's it's a fair it, one to have. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, I want it all and I want it now. I kind of, I've, I've, I have grown out of that.
2: Yeah. As as long as you've got a nice handbag, all is good.
1: Or, or 20. Yeah. 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 Why stop at one? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, but, no one has one nice handbag. That's a They need the shoes to one go nice with it. Handbag. Come on,
2: yeah, that's true. Yeah, sorry, I was going to say, um, in terms of that idea that the person who let uh, let me read between the lines, the person who was at the front of a class or at the front of a um or the figurehead of a thing, yeah, needs to be worshipped or needs to be the person who everyone's eyes are on. So from my role in when I work in education, so someone who's teaching in front of the class, if they, let's say it's um, in primary school, say six, seven, eight, nine years old, if the person who's in the front of that class wants to be the person who is the star of the show, they've failed already because... They haven't understood that it's not about them; it's about the thirty children sitting in front of them.
1: Yeah,
2: and I see that older
1: six-year-old. So you know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and I see I see that quite a lot within. Sorry, I'm I'm not going to go back to Instagram and influencers and things, but you do see that quite a lot when you dip in that everyone wants to be the star of the show, Mm -hmm. whereas actually the star of the show should be the paying client and the people who are there to achieve whatever their goal is.
1: Yeah. I mean, those influencers, if I'm, if I'm teaching people, like I, I can, I can name a whole bunch of them. Like there are just pictures of them on Mm. their Instagram feed. Yeah. I don't, It says it all,
0: doesn't it, really?
1: It says it it
0: all. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Totally. Um, And I would imagine the team, the player is never bigger.
1: than and it's their particular journal entry. And it's like, you know, I just, I just, I don't like it.
0: No, and it should be that actually the team is is bigger than the, the individual. And I would imagine that's why you you get the martial artists that come in you get the teams people the military people that work in teams that understand that they are a cog within a bigger team and they're not a star it's about the whole constellation I'm using all the metaphors this evening
1: (laughs) all the metaphors I spoke with a friend of mine that I actually met through the the Jim Jones work that we were doing. I don't know how long I've known the guy and he works for a group that doesn't exist. One of those kids and all, and he's at the top of it. And he just calls himself a cog in the wheel where most of those guys at that, when they're in that position, they have different opinions of themselves. But I love that he calls himself a cog in the wheel at that level. And that many years and that many deployments. And there are people who have not done shit that think that they are so far above being a cog in the wheel. That's all any of us are. Yep. So you better, you know, keep yourself greased up or.
2: Yeah, you've you've got to, you've got to, to, but that comes back to even if you're a cog in the wheel, you have to move well and you have to move smoothly and you have to know how to be the cog in the wheel. That's right. Because otherwise you're messing up everything else.
1: Everything else. And everybody knows it and everybody sees it. I just, I just don't really, it, it is not the man. It is the mission. And that's really the big analogy for me. And I'm around those men all the time. And they remind me of that. And they remind me why I've made the choices I've made. Because we owe them everything hmm yeah well i feel like you do i do i owe them everything
0: but i think that's that comes back to that hardship doesn't it you know you Mm -hmm. get to go home to your comfy bed they're stuck in a desert with bullets flying over their heads it's a bit of a different
1: yeah or if you're a climber for instance you get to decide what day you go what weather window you take advantage of like
0: that's not, There's no tapping out, is, is it? That when you're is that,
1: you're like that's all you ever—that's all you did on your time. Yeah, likely somebody else's money. Like it's—I don't know.
0: No, it's I think it's not that's that bad.
1: awesome. It's not that awesome as you as we get older, and then you see what people have. What you what you you have a different appreciation for sacrifice.
0: And I think that's the right word, sacrifice. Yeah, because it is. Um and there's no guarantee.
1: Mm-mm.
2: So when we last spoke we finished the conversation talking about <laughs> talking about approaches to training and what people kind of should and shouldn't do. Yeah. D- it's, it's a straight, yeah. It's, it's not. Exactly,
1: I feel like I said something I shouldn't have said.
2: No, no, you didn't. And I appreciate it's not an exact science. It's not like you should do this. You should do five by five. You should do, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. But <laughs> I think from myself and Paul's point of view, um, you're someone who, like, we both respect in this space, sorry, sorry for calling a space and we're going back to the um, influencers and things, but I, I'm not going to ask how people should train, but <laughs> someone who's listening, takes? how would you approach... How how would you approach someone someone who's coming to you who wants to be fitter or just just in general in life? Not for any not that, for any goals. Yeah,
1: I just I just start asking a lot of questions. Like, what is your definition of fitness? What is fit enough? What is strong enough? How much time do you have? Um, what are your three month goals, six month goals? Just, I, I ask a lot of questions. And then if it just comes up, I, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds of fat. I'd like to do it in this much time. I'm inha- unhappy with my home life. I'm unhappy at work. Like, we could fix a lot of that stuff. What do you like to do? What don't you like to do? What are you interested in learning? I like to teach people. I like to teach people how to do for themselves.
2: Hmm.
1: I don't know if I want a client. I mean, there are are a couple guys that I will probably work with and train with and train with in the gym until the day I die or they die. Um, But as far as groups of people I really like them to be able to do it for themselves or if they have an interest in helping others and being a resource to others which is really the only reason I want to do anything um then they have an environment to do that and then it just continues
0: that's uh, that's being the elder and teaching the youngers in the village isn't it so you could it perpetuates
1: yeah yeah we have to we why wouldn't we do that? Mm. why do we want to silo our knowledge why do we want why do we want to have this
0: but this that comes back to the ego at the front of the class that holds on to all the information as opposed yeah. to being the teacher and sharing the information
1: yeah being being a The face of something doesn't necessarily make you a teacher. No. It just makes you whatever you think you are in your own mind. But that's not necessarily a teacher. People already know so much. And once they start talking, they realize how much they know. And then they feel very comfortable coming to that gym and in those groups of people. I love watching that. I love that the fear mongering days are well over and who might be the new person a month ago is the one this month. Who's helping the newest, you know, the the newest client, the newest athlete. That's my favorite thing. And you leave them alone to do it. It's like, wow, we're good at teaching folks because they know this really well already. That makes me so happy. And then it just continues.
2: And I think in order to do, maybe you don't have an answer, answer to this, but in order f- to have that, there has to be a well-defined culture. Like that, yes. That, that goes way back. Uh, it, that doesn't happen overnight. That's just, right, today, guys, <laughs> today, guys, we're all going to share our, <laughs> our good knowledge and all be happy together. That's something that has been established a long time ago and has yeah. developed as we talked about earlier the experiences what works what doesn't to the point where people come to this space and not necessarily the space they might be remote they might buy into the ideas here and there but they've not then disappeared as some people might because right. they've seen something that in their mind has clicked or resonates somehow
1: yeah yeah and they're and they're welcome to that instead of and it has to be i mean everybody's there for their own reasons like there's no one common denominator other than wanting to be willing to be accountable to oneself and the rest of the group like i'm psycho with that stuff You have to be kind. You have to be accountable and help others in that space. You have to put your weights away. Other than that, like, I encourage behavior that isn't acceptable in other gyms. (laughs) Drop your weights. If you get upset, it's okay to, you know. Vent. Vent. Um, It's really not the most politically correct place you've ever been in, and it never will be. Um, just because that is so time consuming. People compliment each other in there and don't have to wonder if that's gonna you know get them kicked out of the gym, if you know what I mean. So I'll end up in low. Like if you've been working hard and your ass looks like you have, you should be able to tell the men and women, like this is you look amazing, and be specific about it. You can't really say that out there in the culture anymore
2: i i don't know i i think you can i think you can sell as a man i can say to a woman you look good you've 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 lost weight you've
1: no you you cannot
2: well in my world i can't
1: like, there there's some women who would have fits over that. Are you saying that I was fat before? That's what a woman thinks, first of all, right off the bat. I think you most of say, the time... You look great, but if you tell them their ass is looking exceptional, like, you'll get in trouble for that. If you tell them that if they've lost weight, if you said that to my sister, she would have your head.
2: So the I'm not kidding. Yeah, the last time I said that to someone, and it was within a matter of weeks ago I was like you look great and I know they've been training I know they've been working out and they're like oh great thanks and then we moved on that was it
1: right, well same conversation. I'm, I'm glad you can but I know some yeah. I mean I don't like if you're that kind of person you probably won't like the gym if you don't like gangster rap you probably won't like the gym if you need all the flags to represent all the people, you won't like the gym. Um, that one flag in my gym is why all the other flags exist. And I get blowback on that. And I'll mm. just ask them to leave. Like, no, there's one flag. There's one flag. <laughs> Thanks. And it's soaked in blood. And But... It that it edits having a big American flag in there edits a lot of people because being a patriot these days means to some people that you're a racist and mm-hmm. I can't no. I can't I've been to far too many memorial services would
0: twenty year old Lisa believe where Lisa is now was was. Was exercise yeah, totally. and training always on the horizon?
1: Yeah, because that's always, that's always been my life. I don't know if I ever thought about the people I would be able to reach, how many of them and the caliber of people I've been able to reach and the people that I call my very, 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 very good friends. I mean, I wasn't really raised to be a gym person like I think I disappointed my ancestors a little with that but then I knew what I would be able to do with it so I didn't feel too bad
0: yeah it just allowed you to express your physicality more
1: well in my personality and my ability to connect people and reach people and communicate with people I was raised with the thing that those who can must, and that is just how I always think about stuff.
0: Because what was your early career before the gym?
1: I was a fashion stylist.
0: Which obviously plays into physical appearance as well, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, in a a little bit more of a superficial way. Mm. And when I realized... I found mo- more joy working with people, kind of developing them from the inside out. I got, a, I got, that made me a lot happier. The fashion stuff was fantastic and I got to do it at a time I got to work with some amazing talent in some amazing places in the world. But you're a fashion guy, like, there's no print, there's no advertising, like, it's over
0: yeah so um that's the other pool that's probably more into fashion than i am
1: oh that's right that's right but you 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 know what i'm saying
2: i do uh, and i I get you
1: two mixed up that way
2: yes there's Uh, only there's only two pauls in england
1: (laughs) there's only two pauls as far as i'm concerned anywhere (laughs) yeah I'm, i'm
2: happy with
0: that yeah um, yeah, the, but the no, fashion, I, think, I think you're that, right.
1: That was a very, very, very special time. Mm. But yeah, it all it all kind of makes sense.
0: And actually, I would imagine what you learned in the fashion industry comes across into the fitness industry. There are those frailties, the insecurities, the peacocks that come in. I that they always just want to graft. And I think you see that in the gym on a regular basis. And again, it comes back to that self-selecting. It will self-select with the work that you do.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I would imagine in the environment you have, the other participants will call bullshit on people and tell them to wind their neck in.
1: Yeah. And I let that play out like if there's an issue with somebody who might come in and they're know-it-alls and they, you know, they want to talk shit on, like j- they just come in and it feels like it feels negative. I'll let the people in mm. my gym and in the groups sort that out.
0: Yeah. and I, think I don't need in- to
1: come in and have conversations with adults. I let that, I let the group sort it out.
0: Uh, it's like a pack of animals. They find their
2: pecking order
1: yeah we're we're all a pack of animals.
2: Yeah. So my view, and just taking a view of fashion and fitness, mm-hmm. to all those two things, a thing, um, I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to look good. Nothing. And I think sometimes. People are criticised for it. Yeah. criticised for... I'm not... This isn't about status and finance and ability to do a certain thing, like afford a designer label or afford to go to, you know, a fancy gym in LA or London or wherever. This is about wanting to... In your subjective way, because it is subjective, yeah, look good and feel good, yeah. And I think the two things are quite closely aligned because I think they have similar motivations. That would be my take in, in kind of bringing those, <laughs> the fashion and the fitness worlds together that's well, like would... think
1: they yeah they're not mutually exclusive at all I mean what what do you the importance of how people look when they go to the gym to look better I mean there's some thought that goes into that and I'm not against it I think it's great that people care I think when people give up and they stop wearing pants with zippers or they're wearing pajamas you know on an on a three-hour flight and slippers it's well, I don't believe in that in a in a international flight, but they're comfortable in wearing their liquor store pants now, pretty much everywhere they go. I just call them liquor store pants because can't it's just I mean, people have just given they just you can see it's they have given up. And COVID yeah. really like
2: just, so, people just
1: wore stretchy things.
2: Yeah, it normalized going to the shop in your pajamas.
1: It did. It yeah. did. It didn't do us any good at yeah. all. We could have taken that that test and that experience and did and done something completely different with it. Yeah, Simplified I'm, instead of complicated.
0: yeah, I really like so in my role in nursing.
1: Whoa, echo me she jumps up on the dining room table. Can you see her?
2: I can see her. Checking out the window.
1: <laughs> yeah. who's, I, um, who's
2: who's there? Who's who's at the that's Echo. No, who's at the window? Who who's she who's she looking at?
1: Whoever she's. I don't know. You'd have to ask her. <laughs> so far I don't see anybody.
2: Nah,
0: she'll take care of them. Um Yeah,
1: I'm not worried. She starts bite work here soon, so I'm not worried.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: You'd have to be um, an idiot to come into my house.
0: Oh yeah. Going back to that appearance these? thing, <laughs> I, working with older people in nursing, it's they still come in with their shirt, their tie. They make the yes. effort to be as immaculate as possible. Yeah. And I can remember when I was younger thinking, why would you bother wearing a shirt and tie? And now I go, do you know what? Fair play on you because actually it's a standard and it's holding yeah. a standard yeah. of self-care, and actually, when that starts to slip, it's a warning sign from a healthcare professional's perspective. Oh, they're a little bit unkept. Oh, but it is.
1: Yeah. The, yeah. They're not getting their laundry done and they
0: exactly.
1: can't. Exactly. They and
0: can't. Yeah. Seeing patients in clinic versus seeing patients in their own home is a, massive, a big revealing because patients will put their one good suit on to come in. Mm. And yeah. then you go home and you go, oh, hold on, there's an issue.
1: They haven't done dishes in weeks or, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Fashion. And they've had that suit for 50 years. How are our, our clothing now? I mean, it's a completely different. Mm. We just buy gar, we buy horrible quality that might be in fashion for one season or last that long. And that's just not that way, the way it was done. Just looking at closet space in america and storage units in america like we don't need all that shit like by i have coats i have burberry coats that i've had since i was in high school and they're perfectly fine and perfectly yeah. fashionable
0: yeah but that's also timeless fashion and high quality material yeah and well looked after yeah you know if you have a well fitted suit, it should last you for life unless you get fat, in which case shame on you
1: yeah it, it really should, and you guys are far more interested in that bespoke kind of way of dressing Americans just don't it's just it's not good
2: yeah it's not I, good i i think <laughs> I think the perspective of the um the u k bespoke suits. Thing. yes there there is that but yeah there's there's the similar there's
0: Primark yeah, and that's fine yeah. and there's a time and place for it And yeah. you know, if people cannot afford things then fair enough but at the same time there needs to be some you know, yeah there's some so, filtering that goes on
2: so here's the question that jumps into my mind just talking about this and maybe kind of bringing the two sort of topics together in terms of uh, because what we are we talking about self-care and caring about yourself I think that's maybe the topic we're kind of
1: well there's a difference between self-care and caring about yourself I think okay Mm. I don't know what it is but I feel like there's a difference
0: yes you can have people that are well turned out but actually treat themselves like shit
1: yeah yeah
0: And vice versa. I can wear awful clothes, but actually I take really good care of myself.
1: Yeah.
2: What's. Okay. Yeah. No, I I see that. What I was going to, the route I was going down, I didn't, sorry, I didn't think about that nuance in this valid um, is. If you stop caring about how you dress and the not necessarily how you dress, but the cleanliness, cleanliness of your clothes and whether your dishes are piled up and things we've talked about. Do you also stop caring about yourself in terms of your sort of physical and mental well-being as well?
1: I think that- it's harder to care about yourself because I believe that physical clutter equals psychological clutter. I believe that people who are hoarders and you wouldn't know by being around a certain person, but you know, it's like when you go into somebody's home and that feeling of a little bit of a dis of disappointment, um, where they that that emotional clutter is a real thing and i think if there's emotional clutter or psych or physical clutter at home or in their cars or in their office there's a little bit i i think it i think it translates
2: yeah, yeah. i've I definitely do. been guilty of going into someone's house and judging them yeah because i'm like
1: Ooh. Didn't see that coming. Yeah,
2: I I would not have all that stuff there. But then your perception before that point has been something completely different.
1: Mm -hmm. For me, it changes. I can't unsee certain I can't unsee certain things.
0: Agree. I think time is the biggest thing with people because people can maintain a facade. For a brief periods of yeah. time, but it's only when you actually spend time and see how they operate on a day-to-day basis that you begin to realise where they are at, perhaps, and how yeah. you know um, how you treat people that are you're not trying to impress. I think has a big, you know, that uh, the doorman, the person that's serving you. Those things, I think they are relevant. You know, you, you treat people with respect. I think also if you treat yourself with respect, it, it pays forward. How, yeah, he you knows. Uh, she knows. Um, but if you're not looking after your environment, then your environment can't look after you.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm nuts about that stuff. Yeah.
0: How can you sleep well if you've got a 100 and thousand different things going on in your bedroom because it's all cluttered and stacked up and messy how can you
1: you work well you can't
0: you can't and i think it's the same in in a gym environment you know if you've got a lot of mess around you how can you use that space well and everything without the fear of crashing over a dumbbell a barbell or something you know That's how I feel anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's dangerous. Hmm. And I think just having that stuff around you and, I, yeah, it's dangerous. And if you work with the elderly and you make home visits, you see, like, some of those apartments and homes have now, they're dangerous. And that's why they have to leave that particular setting because they can't, they can no longer look after it. And then it becomes dangerous for you know, and I think, I think that we all live with that every day. We just have these little, we have these little booby traps everywhere if we don't look around.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Do you, your range of clients, so you obviously have your specialists, your martial artists. Do you have your normal run-of-the-mill? yes person that comes in and how do they interact they they they
1: they they start focusing on something they come in as normal and then after six months there's nothing normal about them and you you watch real change when you're dealing with high performing athletes like first of all they're the easiest people to train because that's their job but I like getting people in there who've never done anything like this. It it changes them.
2: Does it inspire them? Are they inspired yes. by what they see?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Echo, don't do it. Good girl.
2: <laughs> so I, yeah. Go on, Sean. So what maybe this is like a kind of too specific a question, but what percentage of people who come in from a just a standard Joe blogs off the street what percentage of those people reach that life changing moment all of them they're yeah open. i can't imagine they're able to <laughs> to to be
0: idle once they are there there is that well, once they
1: know movement. what they're capable of they're kind of fucked really
2: yeah <laughs> that opens that and door if doesn't you it think
1: about how neat that would be to have never done something that physical in all of your life and then you do it and it gets easier and it gets easier i don't know if easier is the right yeah, word.
0: imagine this word. bit the head but
1: you're more comfortable with it they're just like where 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 will this stop and it really doesn't stop and then is they will add a martial art a martial art. They will add a sport. They will add. I want to learn how to be a safe fire gun owner and handler. Like it just goes. It just. It just. There's no end to it at that point.
2: Yeah, and I think it's, it's, they just maybe there's there's a point where they just get it. It's 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 that like it's it that point where. It's quite hard to describe what that point is, but it's just the thing that they get to that flips the switch in a certain direction. And I would imagine you see it in the eyes.
1: I see it.
0: In the way they walk, the way they look.
1: The way they walk, the way they get out of their car before they even walk through the gym. Mm. Mm. It's just different. They they just move, they move differently. They ask different questions. They dress differently. Um, it's just yeah. And it when it happens, like there's no going back.
2: They've seen the uh, other side. Yeah. 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 And
0: internationally, do you get that flavor coming back from the guys that have done the Jin Jones mentorships and then? Do training and then come back to you guys. They have similar conversations. Does it just spread out and have? The,
1: yeah, it just it's not unique out. to America. No, no, America. We like to think that it's unique to America, but <laughs> no, it's everywhere. It's everywhere.
0: And are you going internationally to do seminars now? That uh, yes,
1: but we have enough. We have enough of a base overseas for them to host the seminars and for them to teach because they know their language. They know their clients. And that's, a, that's a new thing. There's no fucking way in hell that would have happened before. Yeah. You know, cause the guy had to teach like, but sure. that doesn't, that doesn't grow the guy with the gym in the Netherlands. That doesn't give, that doesn't empower them. They're just, they're just hosting a seminar for someone else that's not good for them they need to take charge like here's the here's the curriculum get it printed up but teach it in the way your clients want to be taught the dogma is not fun for me mm. you look no, like you good. have a tail paul do you just john do you see when his cat's yeah, back there he, looks like yeah, he has a big old so tail so
2: I think this is episode 56 now of this podcast yeah All, always has a tail towards like kind it's of really rhythm. funny looking. yeah
0: it, she is it, she is my cat she comes to me more than my wife or my son yeah and she likes yeah. she likes to hear what's going on <laughs> she yeah, likes she, the conversation well
1: they like to be part they like they like that cats you like know, that.
0: I read to my son every night and she comes and joins us every night she knows the routine she comes in gets on the bed listens and then comes out and that's been going on for the last well since we've had her
2: they know when something's going on they just know Mm -hmm. when something's something's nice and they want to be a part of it yes absolutely
1: you don't have to be surprised um yeah the people the regular folks yeah they don't they they aren't regular folks it takes about three months where they're not regular folks at all and they know it
2: That's that, quite
1: that lit up a lot of relationships it's ended up including including my own um it has it has allowed for a lot of people to quit their jobs and move on to something better it is allowed for people to get out of their not so great um apartment or shared home and buy their own like those all those things happen Mm. but yeah if if there's a couple and one of the two is not interested in in improving their lifestyle like that relationship does last
0: do you get couples coming in
1: I don't like people. I don't really love the couple thing working together. I no. don't. I think. I think it's a. It's too good of a, an, of an environment to do something without your.
0: Yeah.
1: Your Agreed. significant other.
0: Agreed. Yeah, I agree as well. <laughs> or if if yeah. you're both gonna go, you go at separate times.
1: You gotta go at separate times. Yeah. I don't there was I kind of had a rule once, but I don't know if I spoke the r- rule out loud, but yeah, it's just it just makes for a weird environment. And then you know as a coach if they're having issues and then it's cre- and then it's like, eh, I don't want that. I don't want yeah. that.
2: I think I think a lot of the time it, it comes back to what we talked about earlier in terms of what people's goals are. Because if you're in a couple, like your goals aren't gonna be the same. You're not going to have the same goal. You're different. Like, even though you're a couple, and myself and my wife, we we used to like go to the same facility together, like many years ago before we had children. And we now both train at home, but completely separately and at different times.
1: Yeah,
2: and that works because we have completely different goals in what we're looking to achieve and it just works yeah i,
1: yeah, I think it's a very intimate those goals are you know they, they're they should be kind of private really i mean not secretive but you know private um yeah, i, think, I think yeah i just think it's too good of a of an opportunity for people to to do something without their spouses yeah and I, I don't know, I'm big on the familiar, familiarity breeds contempt thing anyway. I think that it's important for couples to have their goals together. And it's it's just as important to have goals as individuals.
2: Yes. yes, I think that's really important. So I sometimes try and tell my wife, oh, today's workout was really hard. It was this, I did this, I did this, I did this. And then it was an arm wrap and then I did it again, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. She doesn't care. She does
1: not. Yeah, did she give you a medal? She's exactly, like, I, I yeah. bore your baby. Shut up! Like, <laughs> she doesn't Good care.
2: She's like, I, I, she's she sees that I'm healthy, and sees that I'm fit, and sees that I can do day to day things.
1: We don't want yeah. the details of it at all. Exactly,
2: and yes. I real I realize that. But sometimes I just want someone to say. This was hard. I need to tell you. <laughs> I need to tell it's
1: you. Like, uh, yeah, that's what Instagram's for. Tell everybody on Instagram how awesome your AMRAMP was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's for. Your wife, she just wants you to be happy and healthy. Maybe,
2: maybe, maybe. I should, should stop being more active on Instagram. Maybe. Yeah, and
1: I will give you like thumbs up emojis or fire emojis. Like you'll feel a lot better about yourself. Yeah.
2: But then I won't get enough thumbs and up. And you
1: can make oh. stuff up. That's yeah. the best bit. You can just yeah. make shit up.
2: Then I'll feel sad because Paul didn't like my video or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah. It balances out. Don't
2: worry. You live. You still get up you'll, in you morning. Yeah, it's fine.
0: <laughs> I'll be all right. Where, where do you see Jim Jones in 10 years time?
1: I don't know, I think we'll have Jim Joneses out there on the landscape.
0: I would suggest that you still have the same amount of super fit people or um, maybe not super fit is the right word, but people that want to come in, express their physical fitness and improve it. I think that still Mm -hmm. happens across... But I think we're seeing a much larger population that are not fit. As a kid, I'm very, as a child, I would very rarely see a fat person, an obese person. Whereas nowadays, it's far more common to see someone that's large. Yeah, there was
1: one fat kid in elementary school and everybody knew who he was. Now, Yeah. yeah. You're
0: looking at the thing, kid. And. I'm wondering if we are slowly reaching the point where things are going to change again. Cause it's been it's built up over the last 20 years, I think. Well probably no, over the last 34, 35 years. And I'm just wondering if we're just slowly getting to the point where things will slowly start to switch again and the next generation coming through will push for a healthy lifestyle and it's just I'm wondering whether you see that if in from where you stand or whether you see it still just going to shit and people are getting fat
1: (laughs) I don't want to say that I see it just going to shit but I I will say that for that to happen I think something really shitty has to happen globally I think people are going to have to miss a meal and real it's and that that will imply that will that will mean that something horrible has happened. And mm. that's, that's tough. That's something I don't really want to say. But um
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. Like, I have a colleague.
1: People are under, pretty skinny in war, like real war time. People are pretty yeah. thin. Yeah.
0: So and people I think are
1: pretty fit. People understand what it's like to, you know, we don't get to buy sugar this month. We don't get to buy new shoes <laughs> because they need rubber for yeah. You and know, I, think is, I don't know if that's ever gonna happen again because it's just it's just set up differently. But for something yeah. to change that drastically, it it will have to be a drastic change that has happened that forces people to do it.
0: We're losing that generation of that came through the second world war, that yeah. understood what rationing was, what hardship was. Yeah. And I think as we've lost that generation, there's been that subtle sea change. And it's just trickling down. That's how I perhaps have seen it or perceived
1: it. You're in healthcare. You see what is happening. There are methods to keep very unhealthy people alive. I want nothing to do with that. I'm not going to go down that road personally. But there are, there are ways to keep very unhealthy people alive. People who would have been dead 20 years ago due to their illness. Due to their... I mean when organs fail due to people's lifestyles, their volunteerism in that direction, that's, I don't know how we change that.
0: Yeah, I think that's the hardest
1: one. I mean, people, rich people who wanna lose 10 pounds or I don't know if it's happening in in your country yet, but Ozempic, the type two diabetes drug is like, everybody's on it here.
0: So from a fashion point of view, no, it is it is licensed for patients to use it in a diabetic way to try and lower their HbA1c, which yeah. is their sugar levels over three months, um, to, to reduce the risk of further renal damage and cardiovascular damage. So it's licensed for that, but you can't – I'm sure you can, but it's not as a fashion – yeah. lifestyle choice at the moment as far as i'm aware sean sure you're not aware yeah
1: if you have 1200 dollars a month here you can there you could throw a rock any direction and you can get it from a med spa you know any sort of um anti-aging place or plastic surgeons office or i think regular just um internal medicine for i think i think anybody will will prescribe it
2: so on Saturday, there was a, um, a magazine supplement in a, the Saturday newspaper. Um, I didn't read it because I don't, I don't like to read these things because it makes me a bit angry and annoyed um, talking about the weight loss injection thing yeah. that everyone's having. And I was like, what? what? This is a thing? And yeah. it makes you realize that then it becomes mainstream because it's, in, it's out of the medical world and it's into it's into the saturday newspaper world
1: yeah it's a whole think of the think of the manufacturers um they never it's like this you know they never thought that that would be their uh their consumer their site they have to be excited about it because they're just making more i mean yeah it's it's everywhere here. Mm. And if I see somebody who's lost 10 pounds in a month, I just assume that they're on it. I don't bother asking. But it's going to be when people get off that drug, like it's going to be bad. What? I mean, we haven't really researched this, but people are on it hard.
2: Yeah. The um, the quick fixes have a long-term negative Yeah, there's effect. no... Yeah.
1: I mean one of our one of our main tenets is there is no magic pill. There's there's really no magic pill. You feel nauseated on a Ozempic, you don't feel like eating, but if not getting fat doesn't make you a little bit nauseous, like you should not want to get you should not want to be fat. <laughs> you that should, you sitting there getting fat should make you feel kind of nauseated. But it doesn't. They have to spend twelve hundred dollars a month to be medically induced to nausea.
2: Yeah, that doesn't
1: make sense to me.
2: Yeah. So for me, so everyone eats too much sometimes. Every now and again, you're like, I've eaten too much. You feel you you don't feel very good.
1: No, but we do that with alcohol too. But we're like, we have a short memory.
2: Sometimes, sometimes that goes beyond feeling good into <laughs> I feel bad.
1: <laughs> really bad. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like I'm never doing that again. I'm going to do that again. Um, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, it's. But then I think in the hands that sort of thing in the hands of people who understand that it's okay and I'm not and I'm not justifying or normalising overindulgence in any sort of way but I think people who are who are aware of themselves and understand their own health every now and again it's okay for them to maybe kind of oh I feel so full. I've eaten so much at this amazing restaurant. I've had too many drinks at this wedding. That's fine. Because you understand that that's.
1: It's when it becomes the norm. I know if I'm going to go to a restaurant or to some celebratory thing, like I know I'm going to feel awful for four days after that. Like, I just know I am. Because I'm going to eat stuff I don't typically eat. I'm going to drink beyond what I probably should. And yeah, but I I don't do it every night.
0: No,
1: I I did it the other night. I went to a friend, a friend and I went to another friend's house to watch the UFC fight. And bless his heart, like he offered up some food, wasn't great quality, wasn't the kind of food I typically eat. ate I felt awful the next day. I didn't even drink. And I realize this is what people eat every day. Seems, re- seemed reasonably healthy, but they don't even know why they feel so bad.
0: No. And the problem is it becomes the norm. So they don't, so you, you don't realize that actually how you feel is pretty crappy. And if you just did this and got eight hours worth of sleep, drank two and a half liters, three liters of water a day, got some that's, exercise. So
1: Those are the two big things and they cost nothing and that's why exactly. people don't love to do it.
0: They because they want, the ex, they want the expensive, fashionable thing, but actually sleep and water, Pew, big things to help but, feel better. The, the
1: water is the greatest anabolic steroid that ever existed. But it comes out of the faucet. If it were If it were $500 a gallon, people would be drinking more. Uh, well, a certain... You know.
2: Yeah. And I think people would be
1: drinking walking around with water.
2: Mm. And I think
1: water is great. Well, you know, some places unfortunately it's not as good as it once was, but
2: yeah. And I think that's
1: that's a whole other subject.
2: But it's I don't think it is a whole other subject because going back to what we said earlier in terms of we live like on a very small planet and people don't realize that. No, <laughs> where we live, like everyone's sitting here, where we have whatever we need, we just have it. Like it's it's just there. And yep. for us, like health is health is free because we have water. We we can go to sleep. We can walk. Yeah, we, we don't actually need to pay to be healthy. No. And we didn't,
1: we didn't, we didn't used to because we had work that needed doing, we had farms that needed tending, and animals and houses that needed to be like, and people were healthy, and people were in today's standards all anorexic. I mean, people were tiny old homes, you know, this because you live like those doorways are narrow american doorways are you could fit a large size wheelchair through that's why they're built that size but you you i your house problem my house has my bathroom door is narrow i never cut a new door i didn't never want to because i kind of wanted that reminder
2: isn't it funny so my house was built in 1902 so it's, yeah. it's, it's an old house um, funnily enough the doors are actually pretty wide and I know why that is because people wore bigger clothes so oh clothes, really clothes people wore were actually quite big
1: so with people, petticoats and petticoats yeah. and
2: corsets and things to get through yeah. um, get through doors as time has gone by in England and in the, in the UK ceilings have got lower and doors have got smaller because of that and it's not because of what you, you're talking about, which is strange. And it would be interesting to see whether <laughs> over time that then changes because people have gotten bigger. I don't know.
0: I, I think it is changing slowly. Maybe not um, as obviously, but I think the fact there are now bariatric chairs um, that pop up that you would never see. That are here, there, and everywhere because they're having to accommodate people. Um, It is, it's a slow, slow change in that respect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so when it happens, I mean, when it happens slowly like that, we don't really notice. Imagine if you were in a coma for 10 years and you woke up, it's like these plates at this restaurant, like plates, dinner plates were this big. And now you could feed a family of probably four with one dinner plate from you know an average restaurant
0: that's just crazy to think of
1: yeah but your um, grandmother's china is this big it's that yeah. It's tiny
2: i i have i have some i have Same? china yeah yeah, yeah. and it was smaller
1: big. And if people, if if there's a way that we could, you know, call our diet, whatever it would be, when people looked a certain way, um, they ate a certain way. And just like everything you eat, you know, has to fit on this plate. And it would just be, you know, just shame people into it.
0: You know, one like, of the things... We talk about in weight loss and the surgery is getting smaller plates. That way you can't have as much and don't
2: have seconds.
1: Yeah, we should just go back to those that plate size.
2: Hmm. Unless people are happy eating off the table around the plate, then (laughs) just just pill over.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean those plates are tiny.
2: Yeah,
1: but you didn't sit around and watch binge a two three year series on Netflix and eat like no one did that no one had time for that
2: (laughs) but then it's that this is the nuance isn't it because as we spoke about before eating out and eating too much great I, I love it going to a wedding drinking too much whatever party great do it why yeah. not sit and binge <laughs> a TV show that you really love? Because we all love doing that as well.
1: Well, I do but that. Fact, I just don't go through. I just don't go down on ten bags of potato chips. Like,
2: exactly. And also, also,
1: I'm watching. Do you guys get Succession? Do you know that show? Yes. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm. This is the eighth <laughs> time I've gone through all three seasons, and. I'm so. I last night I finished it up, and I'm so depressed. I'm so depressed. <laughs> I don't have that to look forward to again.
0: Wow, Brian Cox is a fierce man.
1: I don't. But I don't eat. I don't. I don't need food to. I'm fine watching my shows by myself. You yeah. I don't. Need, I don't. I don't need
2: food to watch my shows. With that, that's the nuance. That's the thing. Hmm. And it always amazes me when I go to the cinema why people go to the cinema to eat all of their food. Gigantic.
1: What, Gigantic.
2: What, why, why are you going to the cinema to eat all of your food? Just go to the cinema to watch, to watch the movie. Because they're eat.
0: setting an experience. That's why.
2: I, I know that. Marketing. They've been conned into that. Yeah, for it, sure. It's not necessary. And that, no. I understand.
1: But it used I, to be a special thing. It's no longer special. No. It's no longer special. That popcorn, that butter is so gross, what that stuff actually is. Yeah. And you get like the giant thing of milk duds or whatever it's not like a little candy bar or the small box it's like
0: huge
1: i don't know it's probably three thousand calories worth of m&ms
0: do you do you talk about diet as part of your fundamentals or is it all
1: about about it because i think the nutrition piece is very very dangerous for for average, and ever, isn't everybody a nutritionist now? Everybody's a chef, everybody. It's like, I know those people, they're not. I like to be very, I'm very careful about the nutrition piece. And I will say to people, just to simplify it, you just, every time you eat, have carbohydrates, have fats and have protein. I I encourage you to eat. Protein above anything else. That's really all I will say about it. And stop with all your pre-workouts and BCAAs <laughs> and during workout. It's like no one's working that hard. I love element. I love that um salt. I love salt. I like the magnesium potassium salt thing that called element. I don't know if you guys get it there yet. L M N T.
2: So I I still do, and the only thing that I've kept um, t- taking is the wrong word because it seems as if you <laughs> you're taking a, like a, a drug. Um, so i i used to I used to do protein powder, BCAAs, and all that sort of stuff. But the only yeah. thing I've kept is within my um, just water bottle is the electrolyte tablets. Yeah which yeah it's great that's what
1: that's what the element is that's that makes all the difference
2: yeah and i I don't know if it's psychological or whatever but it seems seems to work for me it seems to reduce kind of um like doms the next day It, it seems to just help
1: I don't think it's psychological and that I mean they're electrolytes because our body I don't have to tell you guys this I mean it's it's circuitry it's electricity yeah. and okay. no I don't I don't think it's psychological I it is the one supplement I will not I'll never be without
0: so I I would take creatine, and I have a protein shake in the morning just of convenience more than anything else
1: yeah But did you, a few years ago, were you taking everything? One hour before, 10 minutes before, during?
0: No. um, So um, we did have a nutritionist on um, from Australia. And because I tend to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and work out before anything else, I've done anything else, she said, just have a couple of dates or something, just to have a little bit of sugar in the system. It will just help with hormone regulation. But that's it. I don't, I've never had pre-workout.
1: Yeah. I think coffee's the best pre-workout. But, we'll that ever. Have.
0: but not at five yeah. o'clock in the morning. I don't, I just go out and I just have some water.
1: Oh, you're a better, you're a bigger man than I, I have to have coffee before anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just routine more than anything else. I think if it was a, if I was training at 11 o'clock in the morning, I'd probably have a
2: coffee beforehand. A little espresso or something. Something black and strong. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting though because in the conversations that we've had on this podcast I have I have put into practice a lot I say a lot some things that people have said but I've tried some things and dropped them as well and I think one of the things, and uh, Paul mentioned it there, so Sally, Sally O'Neill, who we talked to mm. in Australia, who is a nutritionist, and she knows her stuff. Um, yeah. I have stopped. I don't train in the morning when I get up. So I don't eat anything for two hours after getting up. So I get up around 7, and I probably eat 9, nine fifteen. Yeah. And I always used to eat when I got up, like first thing, like just out of habit. And I think it's made a massive difference, like to the way I feel, like having those two hours without anything solid in yeah. my system. And I, don't know I, know. I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know why that is.
1: It, I could never eat. I mean, I would never last in the military for. A handful of reasons, but the fact that they eat like when they're told, and the minute they get like, I can't, I can't do that. I don't like to do that. Everybody's very, very, very different.
0: And I think that's a key point. It's a little bit of self-agency and trying to see what works for you. Um, some people need to eat straight as soon as I get up, but again, maybe you eat later in the evening as well. I don't know.
1: I eat like I'll go probably two and a half to five and a half hours before eating anything. And then I'll just eat a little something, but I can't sit down and have like, I can't start my day with food. I have to start it with coffee and just that clear, clean buzz of caffeine. And then I get a lot of the kind of work done that I don't like to do on that buzz. And then i can get on with my day but i have to do that work that i don't like to do right off the bat when all i have in my system is caffeine
2: yeah i, I have to say sorry paul i have to say mm-hmm. um as soon as i get up espresso machine is on yeah <laughs> i need two, two two espressos that's i start the day with two espressos yeah what would you two be like if you couldn't have your coffee
1: awful i'd be well, i would be terrible.
2: Yeah. So the answer to that is... I'm you don't no, want to know. I have
1: no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I, I tried to go... I just... It's just... I'm not... I, I get a significant amount of more work done. And I'm just a better person with coffee.
2: Although I, I, think- would, I will say, that's it. That's all the coffee I have. All of my yeah. coffee I have is before 8 a.m.
1: And that that's good and that's it yeah. i've made a mistake somebody brings me a coffee at work and i don't want to hurt like i'll drink it and i and i pay like i don't it's not good coffee it's starbucks i'm very fussy about my coffee at home yeah that shouldn't uh, like I, it makes me sick
0: but i have my cafeteria at work i have myself a
2: coffee Oi. that's it your your coffee life has improved though, Paul, hasn't it? You've, yeah. you've you've matured onto better quality coffee.
0: So, to be fair, I would at home I would have better quality coffee, and then I put a I put a story up and I had a had a coffee, and it was a Starbucks coffee. And another chap that we'd had on here, Marcus Smith in Dubai, he sent me a message going, "What the sh- What is that crap?" And then he sent me a cafetiere and some coffee in the post. He said, "Sort your life out."
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's a good friend. They have it, but they don't. Yeah, it's it's gross. It's a horrible coffee. It's consistent, and if I'm in a pickle, I'll drink it, but I do not like it.
2: If if you, I don't
1: need to offend the Starbucks people. Obviously, their thing works. I just, yeah, I'm better than that.
2: I, I, I'm of the opinion if you drink good coffee you need less of it
1: absolutely yeah, yeah. that's but that's everything I, it's just it's another example of maybe quality over quantity and it's everywhere
2: definitely
0: <laughs> are there so if someone came to you for three five pieces of life advice I'm I'm asking the big questions. Anything that springs to mind, whether that's gym or just in general,
1: being a resource to others is huge. Just because I was raised that way. If you can get away with not telling everybody you're a resource to others, that's even better. That will go. That would be number one. Um, pick really, really, really good, exceptional friends and mentors. And... (laughs) Probably just realized that it's a lot later than you think it is.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Time is not finite. No. To get get stuff done, don't put it off.
1: Yeah, my mom had some and the table where we ate breakfast in the house I grew up in, she had special little sayings, and there was a big procrastination one. I think it was just the definition. Procrastinate, to put off, postpone, like that was big in our house. Mm. Sorry, there was a Huckabee quote, and then there was something else. and then just just the ingrained those who can must
0: yes there's a responsibility isn't there if you can mm-hmm. you should
1: yeah you have i mean you have to
2: there's an obligation
1: yeah. it's an obligation yeah
2: because a lot of other people around you can't
1: can't yeah. for whatever reason and it's it's a hard thing oh, my dog's doing something crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's a hard thing not to judge, but try not to judge why they're not doing it. Just let them see that maybe there's a better way without being a dick about it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't be a
2: dick. There's enough dickheads in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the final thing, I suppose, in terms of the question is... (laughs) For you, Lisa, um, Jim Jones, a shining light in the world of training, as everyone wants to hear on podcasts and on Instagram. What should people do? Should they do bicep curls or um, squats?
1: Both will get you laid. (laughs) I advocate both.
2: (laughs) That's the answer. I mean,
1: if you do it right, anyway, yeah.
2: Well, it's maybe as
1: simple it, as that. We're simple characters. Like uh, uh, I know no one wants to talk about that, but that's, that's really that's really the big thing.
0: That's the clip that's going out. I don't care.
1: That, that's, do you know, I don't. I'm I am happy to say it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is though, like that's the joke. That is the joke, isn't it? Because yeah. it is. Yeah, everyone I says I, it.
1: It's
2: like. Should I bicep curl? Should I squat you? Or should I deadlift?
1: Yes, yes, I once heard should. someone say... You
2: um, yes, you no should, look... all of the above. Yeah.
1: Yes, you uh. should. Even on the same day, like, it's just, just do something, do it well and show others how to do it.
0: I think being an example is important. Yes. Yeah, definitely.
1: No. be a good example when you're squatting and doing bicep make sure you're doing it right
0: oh, I feel like I need to get a safety bar to
2: squat and bicep curls at the same time Now, I think that's what Lisa was saying as you were yeah. squatting you need to be curling as well
1: no 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 that's not what I'm saying no I'm, <laughs> I'm a big I'm, I'm, I'm I'm a, I, I advocate do one thing at a time yeah. I know do I know. it really really well I don't even care what the thing is, just do it better than anybody. Have have Mastery. you seen the
2: um the Florida Grid? Is it the Florida Grid League? Um which is like a have you seen it, Paul? The Florida yeah. Grid League guys? So it,
0: it was born out of CrossFit, wasn't it's, it? And yeah, tried so to it's to have the a competitive CrossFit. league.
2: But what they've done is they've combined stuff like um pistol squats oh, and chest okay. to bar, backflip, muscle up. Toast to bath things.
1: No, I don't I don't even <laughs> want you to finish what you're saying. I don't want to know anything about it. You need but it becomes a circus. I'm just gonna say of course Florida. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: Of course, Florida. Fair <laughs> I think, yeah. Seek mastery, even if you don't get there, if you can get better at what you're doing, it pays yeah. more dividends. Yeah. And that goes yeah. across everything.
1: Everything. Yeah. Everything. 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 I don't understand the point otherwise. No. Lisa, I don't understand the point.
0: I think we're, we're, great. we're coming to an end, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, it was fun. To sit with us.
1: John, I'm sorry you couldn't get your shit together earlier. I hope you're okay now. Yeah,
2: that's, uh, just, my, that's just my life. <laughs> He's a hoarder. No. um, <laughs>
1: yeah. It's okay.
0: I'm, where can we... Do you want people to find you? I guess that's the question yeah. I should ask. Where yeah. can they find you? I don't know. Yeah. Do you want
1: me to give out my phone number?
0: No, don't do that.
1: Because so Jim you, Jones you is you the best place. Not find place. somebody like it's too easy.
0: And <laughs> right, if people want to find you, they can make the effort.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want them coming to my front door for obvious no. reasons, but I'll meet Damn. them.
2: Yeah, I think if um, people want to just Google Lisa Bouchard, they will find.
1: I've never do. googled myself, so I don't know. Yeah, what comes up? Maybe yeah. I don't think I have federal offenses, so I should it should be okay. But yeah, or the gym, or everybody's on Instagram. They say they're not, but everybody has a burner account. Everybody's trolling <laughs> everyone else.
0: Yeah. Yeah, If you if if they Google you, the first thing that comes up is your Instagram account.
1: Yeah, perfect. They don't have to go uh, any further than that.
0: Nope. But everybody's
1: information is out there. It it's very expensive to keep stuff off Google. Very expensive. Yes.
0: Well, if those
1: people at Instagram are smart that they got that to be the first thing. Very smart.
2: (laughs) Um, Lisa, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Thanks for being you.
1: Oh, thanks. I wouldn't know what else to do.